0: something, It's me. Ooh, I hear you. I hear you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. I was screening my calls. I was hiding from Mr. Caviar. Uh, Mr. Caviar, who's this? He's the one who I want to be Mr. Porkchop, but he's trying to wine and dine me. Buy me diamonds. Buy me yachts. Buy me planes. He wants to get his and her jet skis. His and her jet skis? I don't do water. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to let him know it's a very, very simple thing. No, it's not me. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if I should really give him a chance because he's a buying kind of man and you don't have to buy Miss Patty. I hear that. Just love me, love me, love
1: me. <laughs> Dearly beloveds, we gather here today to talk about When a Woman Loves. Um, this album is one of my favorite Patty albums. It's cohesive, really great lyrics, really, really great music. Um, Thanks to, and it's, I meant to look that part up. Thanks to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, um, Hex Hector, another guy that I forgot his name. Um, This album came out 22 years ago. Right, Yeah, t- 22 years ago, October 24th. Happy anniversary when a woman loves. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's so different about this album. And this album is definitely different than anything in her catalog. There's, like, talking interludes. There's, like, upbeat dance music. There's a theme. So the theme is. There's two things. Um, the theme is like reflective of her life. So let's let's go back. So we're coming off of. Um, this is in two thousand. So probably like I think the late nineties or, it was recorded in like two thousand that year. The earlier year or something like that, so. We're coming off of the Grammy win. We're coming off of Flame, which is such an incredible album. Um, the songs, all of the songs are written by Diane Warren, who I think she wrote. She wrote another. She wrote. I know she wrote. Um, if you ask me to. From the Be Yourself album in the. Um, something soundtrack. It was a soundtrack. But I know it as the Be Yourself album. Um, What else? I think she wrote something else for Patty, but I'm not. Sh- I, can't, I can't think of it. Think of a song or the song. I don't think. I think, I think she wrote another song for Patty. And it was like lower on the no maybe not. Did she write off of flame? Because I know she didn't she didn't write on burns. She didn't write on gems. I think maybe something off of gems, but I don't think so. It's either gems or flames. Other than that, maybe it's not. Um but if you ask me to was a decent hit for um Patricia and Another, Johnny Mathis, I think they said, I think I read, was the only other person who did a theme, yeah, Johnny Mathis did an entire album of Warren songs years ago using selections from her catalog, but it's the first time she's written all new material for such a project. As such, she says, it's, a close, it's as close as we're likely to get to a Diane Warren album. Interesting. Diane Warren was, you know, the hit maker, Tony, Celine, all them heifers in the late 90s. Um, I think even, like, for Christina, a bunch of people. And that's why I said late 90s. I didn't mean to say late 90s, but those are the songs, you know, her era that really were popping in the late 90s. Um uh, we're coming off of Patty. Oh, wait, let me let me stay focused. So Patty, we're coming off of Patty getting a new manager. Why was she getting a new manager at this time? Because she got a divorce. Who filed for divorce? Let me see if I can look that up real quick. I probably can. Hold on. I was about to say, wait. Patty dropped out of school? and returned to school in her mid-30s later to earn a diploma. I don't remember reading that. Let me scroll. I'm sorry. Um. Okay, it's not saying. Who filed for divorce? I feel like she filed for divorce. We're going back in time. It doesn't really matter, but... She's coming off of, like, separation and divorce. And this is, like, (laughs) this is her Break Free album, in a sense. I guess. I don't know. It's definitely a different-sounding album than the other albums. Maybe it's, like, a current. It's still staying current. I still feel like, you know, Burning was hot. Gems was lukewarm slash hot. Flame was flaming, and then we get to this. Um This is her last album with MCR, M, RCA, wait, whatever records. One of those records, MCA, MCA, I think it's MCA. And she had been with MCA f- since, um what, like 15 years at this point? Almost... Well, yeah, about 15 years, 86, maybe 14 years um, with New Attitude, which New Attitude It uh, up. All those songs really shot her into the stratosphere. Um, well, into pop cultural stratosphere. But anyways... So, this was a themed album. Diane Warren had always wanted... Wait, let me go back to it. Diane had always wanted to do a concept album. I had this idea of a concept, she says, whose vast catalog includes... Okay, whatever. The project titled When a Woman Loves is a song... is a cycle chronologically... Wait, it's a song... The project titled When a Woman Loves... A song cycle, chronicling, chronicling, a female perspective on the roller coaster of a romance. I had this title. Song for four or five years, kept it in the drawer. I something, wanted something special for it. At one point, I thought maybe building a TV show around it. But when VH1 Divas thing happened, which is kind of the same format, and it was turned out that Patty was thinking about doing an album of my songs, which is a total honor, I thought, why not put the two ideas together? I think, you know, Patty wanted chose Diane because, oh, wait, I think she says it. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to do that so loud. Patty chose Diane because I wanted to do an album of Diane's songs because I love what she writes, explains Patty. I would hear the hits she had with other singers like Celine and Tony, and I would say I should have had that one. I knew that I would get a good I knew that I would get good from her if we worked together. Great songs, great lyrics. We already knew each other from when I recorded. If you only, if only you asked me to, the license to kill, uh, James Bond movie, that's what it was. So, and, so that made it easier. The whole concept behind the album is to sing songs from a woman's point of view. Also, you know, I think Patty was searching for a hit. We know so many times, Patty. I, there is some hits on this song, on this album. Whether they're number one hits. Or hits in the fans' hearts. <laughs> <laughs> there are some number one hits on this album. Um, we know Patty. You know she always shows like these plenty of songs that Patty has um, given up on. On like she didn't that she passed on, which would later be like hits uh, from Paul Abdul to. Um, Deborah Cox to Whitney Houston-ish. That like Whitney Houston one kind of is a slight not pass, but whatever. So I think Patty was just like, let me just search for a hit. She has a new manager slash man. DeBossine Pierre-Paul. I think that's how you said his name. They were together for about 10 years, which was interesting. Um, Zuri is her manager now. Somebody needs to change that on Wikipedia. Zuri is her manager now. Zuri was not her manager when she got divorced. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis produced the entire album. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They produced like 95% of the album incredible incredible production and you know they had it's so it's nice that you know we finally got a whole like body of work from them or more than one song or more than a couple songs um on flame it really started with gems the last two albums gems uh was a couple songs off of there a handful of songs off of flame They always, it's so interesting, they always were the first, um, single. What Kind of Lover. Then we have, um, When You, what's it called? When You Talk About Love. (laughs) Okay, so now we have some backstory. Let's talk about the album.
0: That's right, Miss Patty has a dog. Actually, I have two. I'm trying to sit these dogs down so I can think about what I'm going to do tonight. Oh yeah, that's what it'll be. A cute night. I'm going to go up and run me a bubble bath, turn on the TV, and I'll do this.
1: Can I just say, I don't think... not great. Some of these songs are not freshly new, or fresh, freshly written Um, I think that article said, like, what I read kind of made it seem like Diane wrote all these new songs. I don't think she wrote all these new songs. I think What a Woman Loves is probably one of the newer songs she wrote, but, like, towards the end of the album, well, there's a a handful of of songs on the album that, um, Tina Arena has sang, Tamia has sang, um trisha yearwood has saying, like there's a handful of songs and so i think yeah i just i just wanted to say that so what a woman loves so i think yeah what a woman loves oh no we start off with the kitchen so this album is definitely different because it has like these talking interludes these very personal interludes of her talking and we start off with the kitchen it's very like reminiscence of Patty in a sense. And it goes off of giving that, you know, patty banter that she gives during her shows. And there's a couple of them throughout the um, album, which keeps you so fun and interested. I feel like, now listening to it, this album is kind of, like, broken up into three parts. When a Woman Loves starts the album out. Such a beautiful ballad. And then, you know... This there was like lot there's lots more footage from this album than other um eras. Um of there's lots more footage of her singing at shows and stuff. And there's this really good one. I think it's from the Apollo somebody has during this era. Patty, you know, looking absolutely fresh. She's I believe she was fifty-six during this time. Brought out the patty pony, a new era, a new look. Lost weight, looked incredible. Makeup done, beautiful jewels. Like, and it's not to say she hasn't always looked this beautiful, but it was certain it was like a light and fresh. Maybe it's like the color added to her wardrobe. I think during like the flame era, that black wig was a little dusty. The ball gowns were a little grand. Now we're I guess, you know, we're, fl- we're flirting into the two thousands where it's a new pop era, a new pop of culture, a new pop of color era going on. And Patty just looks absolutely beautiful uh during this era. Uh one of the performances she did was on Oprah of this song. You can buy her things, you can buy her diamonds. But when a woman loves, she loves. Those are the lyrics. Yeah, I, I, I love this song. It's a great ballad. Uh does she always start off with a ballad? I think this is she hasn't started off really with a ballad uh in a while. And it's great. The music is mid tempo ish. So it's not really, really ballad heavy, actually. It's not like Flame or Jim Ballad heavy, um, make tonight beautiful. Oh no no, she goes into this other talk, um, I don't remember what it's about, but I wrote she talk. so of the talks I don't remember. <laughs> then we go into make tonight beautiful. This is an like from when a woman loves and to make tonight make tonight beautiful. <coughs> beautiful, it's like this is one of my favorite patty songs because it's so simple and it's it's like a simple vocal it's a simple vocal and simple lyrics and it just feels so good it feels very like springtime feeling to me make tonight beautiful i love that song i think a lot of people love that song i was looking for comments and stuff and a lot of people love this song. The reviews actually for this album weren't bad, even though this album did not do well. This album did not do well at all. That's what I meant to say. Like, this was her last album with MCA. M- M- and it's like I guess they didn't promote it a lot. We got actually a whole lot more um of her singing different songs off of this album in different places. I feel like in the past, in that 90s decade, Patty would The footage I've seen, Patty would go somewhere and sing a song, but she would sometimes not always sing the new song off the album or the single. It's like, girl, you got a whole new album out, and you're here singing You Are My Friend. I don't get it. (laughs) Like, let's promote this new music. So I have to make Tonight Beautiful, which is such a beautiful song. Also, Big Jim Wright um, co-produced some songs on here, which is still like, oh, my gosh, Big Jim Wright. He's such a a powerful moment in the Jimmy Jim and Terry Lewis production era. Or not even era, their, their team, the Dream Team. The Dream Team, as I called them on the, uh, the Flame album, the Dream Team is back and they made a whole album, right? So, Big Jim Wright, and also, I f- I'm meant to, like, side note, I feel like they don't talk about Big Jim Wright a lot. I don't know why. Like, when I hear, um... Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis do interviews and stuff. They don't. There's not a whole lot of big Jim Wright talk, which I I find interesting. If I was a river, now this song, um, this song I believe was originally by. What's her name? Also, this goes this is a full cover. I I keep forgetting like my points. I meant to make points to this earlier. This is a full cover album. Now we know Patty loves a fucking cover. Patty will sing a cover for her life. Patty is the cover queen, right? But she's always, you know, dibbled and dabbled with covers throughout um her live performances. Some in in the album sometimes. But now we have a full album of covers, which is which is interesting. Well, oh, kind of covers. Most of them are covers because somebody else made them. And that's pretty much, you know, her thing. Let me show you. Let me show, like, the Aretha Franklin Complex. Let me sing your song a little bit better than you. Um, If I Was a River by Tina Arena, who I'm familiar with from... She did that live version of um, whatever song... Diana Summer did with uh uh, blah 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 blah. blah. I'm looking right at her face. That lady. Okay, it's a song I did, and Tina Arena did it live because Homegirl wasn't there. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. But, anyways, if I was a river, it starts off like really like soft and friendly and beautiful and then it ends up like pow, that bass hits in, them drums hits in hit in. there's a little violin stroking along and then that bridge it's like that build up and then the bridge hits and then she just goes off and then i just love how like the backgrounds are very consistent they're very like soft very beautiful <laughs> this album is really beautiful but it's very like soft and very texturized. But Patty is like wailing in the background and the music is matching Patty's vocal energy. I I really love this song. I like this song. I don't like I don't love it. I lo- I I don't love the song. I like this song. And it fits well into the A Woman Loves, Make Tonight Beautiful, Um, If I Was a River, I think A Woman Loves is like demanding something or, like, professing something and make Tonight Beautiful is, like, trying to, hopefully, you know, you can set the mood. Um, If I Was A River is giving very much, I want to heal this relationship. Then we go into, I think, Everybody's Favorite. Everybody's Favorite off of this album. And there's a live video footage of it and the live video footage definitely enhances the studio version why do we hurt each other i have no idea what i wrote right here but the song really goes off after the bridge And it's like this little slight duet, oh, duet-ish, that's her, okay. It's a slight little duet that's going on with somebody that nobody seems to, uh, I didn't know who it was at first, but it ended up being Big Jim Wright. I think people thought it was some of her background singers or maybe a producer, but it's actually Big, Big Jim Wright. And it's just like this, after that bridge, It climaxes. And then, like, the music, like, stops, in a sense. No, no, she stops singing, and the music, like, slows down a little bit. And it's just like, why do we hurt each other? And it's him and her going back and forth. I love you. You love me. Let's make this work. What's going on? And, you know, it's toying with this, like, divorce. Even though she said it it was a concept album that was not about divorce, but the songs kind of, like, fit about her life at the time. But it's like... "Mm -hmm. Say what you want about this, but what we're taking from it is definitely to give me, like, your divorce album. But why do we hurt each other? Somebody said this should have been her signature song. I was reading, and I think... Why do we hurt each other? Too many, two times. Off of her and... Tell me what her something like that. Offer her a, a Wikipedia. They said three of them were her singles, but it didn't say Call Me Gone was a single single, which was weird. But it said this one was a single. Um none of these songs started. The album, like I said, did not do well. Uh um, but this is this is a really, really, really beautiful song, and everybody loves this song. Why do we hurt each other? Shout out to Big Jim Wright. Um, I think he also produced this one too. Too many tears, too many times. If you didn't know, Ann Nesby is doing backgrounds on this one. Um, too many tears, too many times, too little loves, too many lies. I think that's what she's. <laughs> and she's just like screaming and wailing and going like off on this song. And then, like it's like the backgrounds, matching her energy. This one is a really fine, up tempo, beautiful song. Um, I did forget to say, it, and Nesby wrote, "Uh, right kind of lover." I f- I think I forgot to tell you guys that back when I did the Gems album review. Too many tears, too many times. There's nothing to say. I I thought this one was like one of the ones not produced by um Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis but if you listen to it it's definitely showing their range as producers being able to do not only like make tonight beautiful ballad heavy beautiful funky it's, you know their 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 production has like a a sound to it and it's like this smooth jazz funky it's like smooth jazz, but like a funkier element added to it. And it's like their their production is very distinctive. And you definitely know when you listen to a Tim, Jimmy Jim and Terry, the Dream Team uh, production. But it, like I said, this one shows their range because I thought it was like one of the Hector type producers who did this one. But like a house mix in a sense. But it's like they did it. And maybe it's, like, their version of a house song. That constant repeat of, a, um, of, um, like, um, the constant repeat of lyrics. And then it's, like, the horns and the background. It's very, like, their version, like I said. It's, like, their version of a house mix song or one of those dance records. But, like, with, like, actual live instruments that's coming off so too many tears too many times we're going up a little bit in terms of the sound at this point point. and then miss patty she <laughs> she has another interview a little oh she's talking to this lady i don't know who she's talking to i'm going can go look and see right quick but she's talking to somebody and it's like her girlfriend you know she's on the phone she was on the phone with, in the beginning, in the kitchen. And now, she, you know, she's shopping in the market. And she sees her girlfriend. She's like, hey, who are you cooking for? you got all this food for? You know, it's very, like, real Patty moments. Like, Patty cooks. Patty's in the shopping, in, in the markets and stuff. It's, it's, like, this real element to this album, which makes it different. I love it. I love it. And she's like, who are you shopping for? And she's like, uh, I forget. There's this whole, like, story about this man. And... um. Uh, it's really just di- different scenarios about a man. And so this one, she's talking about, uh, I'm cooking for whoever's gonna be right to be. <laughs> so I guess the man, you know, too many tears, too many times, we're broken up now. Why do we keep hurting each other? Too many tears, too many times. Call me gone. I'm out of here. Now, she says this song, this one is funky. This was the first single All of her, like I said, all of her first singles are funky. I was trying to figure out which one was, like, my favorite of the funkiest. But I love um, Right Kind of Lover. Like I said, when I went to her concert, and I still, even today, I think, you can just, you know, see her concerts. People love Right Kind of Lover. Like, that one gets the crowds jumping. I do enjoy, okay, maybe it'll be... Call Me Gone. Well, right kind of love or Call Me Gone. And then um, John, what's it called? The first single from Flame. Oh my God. When you talk about love. Because I feel like you when you talk about love is a little played out, just a little bit, but it's still funky. It's still good when you listen to it. Call Me Gone is still so funky. She um the lyrics are cute. It's a different like vocal from her. It's not like so much like wailing or ripping. I feel like she, you know, she's getting in her upper tone with the like ad libs, but she's not like straining. I'm not I don't know who to say straining. She's not like going crazy, going off. She's not, you know, she's not going off. She, you know, it's it's palatable. Like a um If you ask me to, I think, in a sense. But anyways, and it's so interesting that, you know, Diane Warren wrote Call Me Gone. Like, that's so interesting. She said there was a a version of the single with Shaggy that the world has never seen. And I was hoping that I can find, you know, some underground playlist, something, somewhere. Somebody had, like, found it, leaked it, smuggled it in from MCA Records. And found it, but I, I, I couldn't find it. And so, uh, I guess we'll never find it. But Call Me Gone is definitely a really great one. And to know it's a single, it really it elevates. It's still on that, like, elevating. Uh, we're going into the um, dancing part of the album, which is fun. I, I feel like that's this, this is, like, the second part. Because we definitely go up a beat. From When A Woman Loves to Why Do We Hurt Each Other. And then... That's the first act to me. And then the second act is, you know, we're in the dancing mode. We're, you know, shaking him off. And we go in from, you know, too many tears, too many times to call me gone. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And there's so many really great fun. Um... Performances of her promoting this album on Jay Leno, on um, Mercy O'Donnell. There's really, really good ones. And she's singing. And she looks amazing. Like I said, she looks amazing during this era. Especially singing those, in the you know, the male background singers. and it, It's just, it's really, really great. Time Will. Now this one's Hex Hector. I'm um, trying to figure out... A, I like this one, but it's not always a fun it's not always like one that I want to listen to all the way because it is kinda long. You know, we'll time heal our wounds, we'll time heal this relationship. Uh she she's very this one is very not ad it's not so many ad libs. It's very structured, clean vocals. I feel like the music is is it's coming off of like slightly like this could be a ballad if we took the music away because she is kind of like singing this a little slower. I feel, yeah, I feel like this one is a little bit slower, but it's still you know Hector, the Bell, That's kind of music. It's really fun. So that to me ends the second act of this album which is you know the upbeat and then we're going to get into my favorite last the last couple of songs are my absolute favorite part of the album oh.
0: Miss Patty, you think you got enough food in that cart? Who are you cooking for? Anybody who's worthy of my meals. I'm not cooking for Mr. Wine and Dine, that's for sure. Oh, he's history. (laughs) Just say that Miss Patty's stepping.
1: All right. So, this last part of the album is very sentimental, very... It's a sentimental, it's not necessarily i don't think the lyrics and the song titles are definite it's not like coming off like regret but it's a sentimental reflective reflective that's what it is it's very reflective of like the relationship with this man you and we start off with like this little interlude again and it's like she's talking to him, maybe like on the phone or something. And she's like, "You can tell me anything." Oh okay, I forgot to write. Oh no, I didn't. <coughs> Excuse me. You can tell me anything. Um, let's just talk. So, this is where the this next song. Oh my god, this is like top three favorite songs off of this album. And I was listening to it, you know, trying to get this review together. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good one. This is a funky good time. This is like to me one of her best songs in her catalog. Because it's like it, it's definitely giving like this modern. It's giving like a Tony Braxton. Oh, let me tell you the song title. Um, <laughs> tell me where it hurts. It's giving like a Tony Braxton, like Luther Vandross, Dross, Luther feel to it, like the the bass, the vocals, the background singers. It gives like Patty, like if there was a video, she'd be in like a black, um, with her little Patty pony that she'd be wearing this era, in like a black, um, trench coat. Sinking to the camera, arms out, little slow motion, giving a little fine flirting to the camera and stuff like that. Like I give it because it, it definitely gives it like a story. Um, tell me where it hurts now, baby, because we can make it better. It's giving, like a '99 early 2000s vibe feel, like that good R&B music. I feel like this should have been a single. I don't know what happened over at MC. Wait, was it MC? Yeah, MC. I don't know. What were they doing with Patty at MC? I guess they were just tired of her or something. Or maybe it was like the end of her contract. I don't know what it was. What's going on? You know, they did a dirty back in the day. When it was like contract ending time. (laughs) Uh, But tell me where it hurts. I love this song. And it's sickening. Wait, no. No, it's not this one. It's the next song. But I love this song. And I think a lot of people, else, I hope you guys do too. Because I really love this song. It's it's a favorite. It's a favorite. And it, it's like, I think it's like the bass line or something in it. That just gives it so much like fun, like f- fresh energy to it. And then her vocal, she is is a really on point song. Okay, so I still love you more. Wait, did I tell you? I think one of these songs I forgot. Uh but anyways, to tell you who else sang it. But I'm forgetting. Um I still oh Tamia, Tamiya, Tamiya wrote, I mean Tamiya sang, Make Tonight Beautiful first. No, no, she wrote If I was a river. I mean she's saying If I was a river which is really good. Her her version is really good. And it's so interesting how, you know, Big Jim and the the dream team, how they would like it's so interesting how anybody would recreate a song, but still give it like the same bones, but recreate it and make it fresh and funky for this artist or whatever, whatever. It's it's so it's so interesting. Um, where are we at? I Still Love You More, which was sung by trisha yearwood in the beginning or at first i think it did well for her that trisha yearwood i still love you more video is sexy i was like oh look at trisha i didn't know this trisha yearwood i only know trisha yearwood from um network i didn't know this was the trisha yearwood popping out i still love you more if you say that you love me more than anybody This is the good one. This is, you know, I love the song also, but I really love the live versions because the men singing and repeating that chorus over and over, you know, gives a little ad lib and gives a little, you know, spirit feeling. It's so beautiful to watch. It's such a great song, how they cultivate it and they made it more bigger in the live version. I love I Still Love You More. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of the comments are saying, Yeah, we nobody can handle hold a candle to Patty covering a song. And that's really, really true. And it's all it's everybody's work into it, from Jimmy Jam to Patty to Diane. It's everybody's work into it that really, really is great. The last song in this album is Love Will Lead You Back. I like it, but it's not like a a diehard favorite, like um, tell me where it hurts is but I like it. It rounds up the song. Love will lead you back. Hopefully, um one day it'll be much more something something something. I love <laughs> love will lead you back. Try to get this man back, whatever. But maybe the song is to herself because after this um song we hear the last sort of interlude and she's talking to Wait, let's see if I can find it. I hope I can. I have the CD with me. And there's a it falling apart, because I don't know how the CD got broken like that. This song, this album was so good, I had to buy it. And I bought this probably like seven years ago or something like that. Um. No, it's not telling me, but. Um. The interlude. I forget I believe somewhere it told us the entire interlude who's in it. But you can hear uh Jilly from Philly talking to Patty. And I wonder if this was like around the time that, you know, Jilly from Philly's like, you know, Patty you turned me on to eating spinach. <laughs> I was like, girl, it's spinach. <laughs> um But she's just talking about, you know, I've been through some things and I love me now. It's all about searching for me and loving me and which is which is great. I don't And then Jilly Jilly from Jilly. Jilly Jilly from Philly. She's talking about, you know, there's the um from the color from what wait, what is it called? From from Color Girls, with Color Girls. Oh, shoot. See, I don't know why I blank. Every time I get out of here, the Color Girls play. She was like, I found love in myself, and I found it fiercely, or something like that. She just um quoted the um, author, or from the Broadway, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it was nice. But it's, I think it's a couple other women that are... In this NMU, but you can't hear him. They're like talking and having dinner, drinking, whatever. No shade. It sounded like Patty was like, okay, nobody asked you to give us a quote, Jenny from Philly. (laughs) He's just like, Yeah, okay, that too. (laughs) But, anyways, at the end, um, one thing I was reading her thank yous, and Patty. Um, she thanks the background singers. She says, "Often when a song comes to me, it's magic and beauty. Not always evident. It's magic and beauty are not always evident. Sometimes it's the lyrics, or I don't truly hear the beauty of the melody. Other times it's just the mood of the day." So I want to pay homage to the demo and the background singers of the world: Lori Pelly, Debbie Henry, Jackie Simile, Sue Ann Car- Carwell. Julie Delgado and many others who, who interpret interpretation and musical vision shines through when my own might fall short by leading other voices to the words of the song writers. These unsung and unsigned heroes are often herons of the recording industry, help a fledging melody to go from a baby steps to surrounding maturity and a world that keeps getting busy and busier is often for as often. Easy to forget to say thank you when it really counts. This CD is dedicated to Irving family in the memory of Corey Irving, who always have a special place in my heart. I don't know who that is, but okay. Um Tamika Foster. Oh, Tamika styled Oh wow, Tamika styled this. Um yeah, I think she I think I do remember her saying Tamika. Tamika was acting like she still styles Patty, and I was just like, "I re- she I saw some clip years ago, a couple of months ago. No, no, it was a couple of years ago, and she, she acted like she was still styling Patty. It's like, no, you're not. But anyway, um, for some reason, her ex husband <laughs> is credited as a EP on here. I don't know what that means. Nor do I see it in, like, each song or anything. But anyways, I love this album. This album is so great. Even though it's, like, the last album with MCA. And then, you know, she signs with Def Jam, who doesn't necessarily do her that well. <clears throat> but she still put out really great music uh, during this, like, legacy, quote-unquote legacy artist time for her. Um, you know, she had a little blonde to her hair. A little color to the wardrobe, a little color in the backgrounds, and it came out to be a really, really great album. And I think a lot of people do love this, do enjoy this album. I don't think a lot of people talk about this album though, but I'm here to talk about it. And shout out to <laughs> Winter Women Loves. This is the Dare Show Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, leave a comment or what are your favorite albums? Oh, only your favorite songs. What are my favorite, top three favorite? Make Tonight Beautiful, Why Do We Hurt Each Other, and Tell Me Where It Hurts. Those are my top three. Make Tonight Beautiful, Why Do We Hurt Each Other, and Tell Me Where It Hurts. Also, you know, shout out to the single, Call Me God." That's really, you know... It still is popping. It still is funky, and it still is fresh. What are your top three? What are your thoughts on this album? Thank like you so much for listening. Um, please leave a comment. Let me know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know.
0: Themselves. Women loving. I want to say to you ladies that I've I'm loving myself a whole lot more these days. And it's not because I've been through a bad experience or anything like that. It's just that I've been... In life for fifty-six years, you can mm. see it. You can yeah, see the I feel love. good about yeah. The light coming Same. through you—you mm-hmm. yeah. know—that actually yeah. reminds me of a quote by another Philadelphian, Antozaki Shange, from Ooh. her play for colored girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says, "I found God in myself, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. I loved her fiercely. Mm-hmm. It's all about that, mm-hmm. and that's—that's that's what I'm finding. That's true. <laughs> that's all right. Mm-hmm. I am so. I'm a woman who really loves."